ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster that didn't write a funny quip uh, or partially funny quip to do, use for this live show. So uh, it's time for the podcaster. You see, Scoots, what's that on your breath? I'd say that's a, like a cherry mentholiptus uh, cough drop uh, because that's what keeps my mouth from making mouth noises because it's time for Sleep With Me, uh, the podcast and live show that puts you to sleep. And uh, a lot of people help out in this show. Uh, who, who are they, Mystery Bard? Thoughts, feelings, uh, physical sensations, changes in t- time or temperature. Like, holy mackerel, this temp- what's up with this temperature? It changes. Uh, uh, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations. I guess it's a live show too, so it might be there could be traffic and noise. It could be just distracting being here. Uh, so I'm at whatever whatever is keeping you awake or keeping your attention. I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. Whatever your day was like today, uh, I'm here to kind of just. Uh, I guess I'm like the Calgon Bath of podcasts, which is like a, a like a. I don't even know if that that's like a reference that very few people might even get. Uh, but it's a tangent that just popped to me. Like once upon a time, uh, bath bubbles were so successful that, uh, they had, it was like a multi-pronged industry. I never even thought of this, this is a sad realization. Uh, there, there was, I guess there was two target markets for bath bubbles back then when I was a boy, when I was just a lad, there was, um, children's bath bubbles, which would be like bubble gum. Uh, tutti Fruity, which probably smelled like bubble gum. At that time, I guess it hadn't perfected like the smell of cotton candy, the, like the chemical, you know, the chemical stew they would put a child in to bathe. Uh, they hadn't perfected the cotton candy smell yet. They have it now. So there was children's bubble bath. Then there was, um, uh, bubble bath for escapism. And that was Calgon. I remember watching the ads. As a kid, and I guess I already had uh, anxiety, so I said, "Well, I'm only 11 years old, but I need a Calgon bath, uh, which was like like taking drugs, basically. But it, it was like, a, it, I guess it was the equivalent of that. So maybe I guess I took the wrong message from it. Uh, I found my Calgon bath; it didn't work out, but uh, now I take baths. So anyway, this is time for sleep with me, the live show that puts you to sleep. Uh, uh, so." The difference between the live show and the podcast is it's not too different. What I'm going to do is uh, tell tell you a, a story. Uh, tonight it'll be a story of uh, Thanksgiving and the Fearless Flyer. And you can uh, watch along. You can relax in your chair. You could fall asleep. There's not any real rules. If you want to take a call or get up, like I said, you can do that. Uh, the only things to remember is... um that uh, if you start snoring, there's no snore shaming allowed. So you can't, you, I mean, I guess you, could, I can't tell you how to feel, but like if you snore really loud uh, and, and you fall asleep and you hear people giggling and it wakes you up, you don't need to feel ashamed. Like we're laughing with you and uh, we'll enjoy that you're enjoying the show so much you snore. Uh, other than that, uh, there's eye contact is optional. I may or may not provide it at any point during the live show. It just depends on how things go. Uh, 
And I think that's it. Like, trying to try to still create a safe place where you could set aside whatever was keeping you awake. Like I said, then, then somehow a Calgon bath came up. I, I guess I said I was going to try to take something away. Uh, whatever's keeping you up, the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night, uh, which I keep telling myself I'm not going to watch the morning news. Um, I used to, like, well, I guess I could share it with you guys because you're like, I used to have a crush on one of the newscasters. Uh, uh, so I like it. Like, that's what I always keeps hooks me into the morning news. Now I kind of have like, uh, an affinity for like I had a crush on one. It was a team. I had a crush on one person and an affinity for the other person. And, uh, now it's a new team member, which I like, but I guess it doesn't offset the news because then the weather person said, uh, yep, it's going to be like 67 nights where it gets dark before 5 PM or something. And I said, Oh man. Uh, so anyway, I'm here to take your mind off all that. Uh, way I'm going to do it is with uh, subtle reminders, uh, send my voice across the deep, dark night, uh, lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, which we've already like uh, had two, I think, so far. Um, ums and ahs. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, that's that. Structurally, what to expect Uh is we'll do this intro for a little while, then I'll go into the, um, uh, we'll do a, du- we're going to do double, this will be an experimental show. I've never done live uh, food hacks and tried to put people to sleep before and gone through the fearless flyer. So I, I have a general plan and we'll see how it goes. We'll take a peek at this fearless flyer. Just came, this thing is, I don't know if it's hot off the presses, but it was, I discovered it on Sunday, Sunday, I think, uh, and I already saw a couple things in there that I said, hmm, I wonder about that. So we'll go through this. And then if anybody has uh, Thanksgiving dread, I have two things. Like if you're thinking about what am I going to do, I got to go to somebody. Like I can't fix any of that stuff. But if you say, I don't know what I'm going to bring because they said I got to bring something, I have multiple tips that we'll go through and actually, I mean, I don't want to brag, but they're pretty tasty. Uh, so we'll do that. Then the other difference between the live show and, and the podcast is you're all actually here. So, um, like I'll try to like slowly bring everybody back to earth. And, uh, and then if we have time, we could do a quick like Q and A if anybody has any questions, but I'll try to ease everybody out of, uh, the sedated state you're in. So that's structurally what to expect. Also, I will um, attempt to record the show. I've been uh, like, so if you want a copy of the show and it successfully records, that's an option. That's another thing to possibly look forward to. It's like a bedtime. It'll be a surprise. Uh, So that's structurally what to expect. No snore shaming. Uh, Like, why don't I make this? You know, I was just thinking you know, it was weird making the podcast and, and how time passes. This is around the 18th live show I've done or so. And the last time I did one in, I, I was like, I can't believe this was in November. And uh, Paul in the audience was at the show and it, it, it I had a can of turkey gravy. And that's the only reason I remember, wow, that must have been the same in November. And I think the turkey gravy had expired in the aughts. Um, 
And that's one of the things that Thanksgiving always, I guess this year, I don't know if this is like, a, I'm, I'm feeling like, like stable and adjusted, but I have a cabinet full of Thanksgiving staples from the last uh, eight years. And I don't feel a lot of shame about it. Like maybe it's all those Calgon baths I've been taking. Uh, but, uh, it, it, uh, like I have two things of mushroom soup that I've, I don't, like I always say, I'm going to look up a recipe that uses mushroom, condensed mushroom, cream of mushroom soup, and I just never do it. I definitely have some of those crispy onions, and they're not from last year because I said, well, I don't need them anymore. I have turkey. I have two things of turkey gravy, Tetra Packs. Um, so just in case, if it, like if any, you know, if there's any, you know, gosh forbid. Uh, anybody needs anything, like, let me know before the next live show, I'll bring it with me. Or like, uh, we could subside on that. Like, I guess you would like, none of those are appetizing like by themselves though. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, why do I make the show? Because I have trouble sleeping. I think I kind of complained earlier that, uh, about the temperature and I just got, I had to go, uh, back to to where I grew up recently for something. And I had to uh, sleep in my childhood home. And believe me, you know, we don't got 50 minutes to cover it. I'll pay somebody else for that. But um, uh, I uh, like at some point after I left home, uh, the, the, the heater in our house broke. It's upstate New York. So it's very cold. And I guess like, I come from a family of people that like to make like deals on stuff. Right. And they want to find a good deal. And so someone in my family found a good deal on this heater and the heater is like too powerful for the house. It's like too much heater. Like, and I can picture like someone in my family saying, well, you can never have too much heater in the winter. This thing is like, there's no, uh, luckily my, maybe I won't record this in case my mom listens. Like it's never, like, uh, it, it's either like 95 degrees or the heater's off and, and it's like upstate New York. So it's freezing cold. And I, d- I just remembered being like, I hadn't been there in a while. And so I said to, to someone, I said, uh, I'm really, I, I don't know what uh, this anxiety is. I know there's going to be problems with the temperature. I just can't remember what the problem was. And I thought it was just going to be too hot all of the time, which would have been pretty bad. But then I said, well, why don't I just, open a window or something like, and then I realized, Oh no, no, it's just never one temperature. So, uh, that caused some sleep issues. I didn't have the podcast to listen to. I just had my old brain bots uh, saying, uh, well, actually there's like, even the, my like parts of me that don't get along, we were just like, what are we going to do? Like, you can't take the blankets off. Cause when the heater goes off, like within 40 minutes, the temperature plunges to like 52 degrees. And, uh, but we got through it, you know, that we, I got through it. I got back here to the bay and now I'm just full of gratitude for this, uh, this reasonable temperature. But that's why I make the show. I guess that was my point there. It's like, uh, this is like, uh, some people would call it a hazard. I call it like, uh, it's like my attachment to the podcast, right? It's a, it's a little, I wonder what Carol Dweck would say about that. She's big on the, my, what is it? The, uh, growth mindset i mean mine would be like when i can't sleep i got it means i can keep making the podcast anyway so 
I think that's it as far as the intro goes. Uh, like, uh, but tonight we're going to be gearing up. Everybody's probably gearing up for Thanksgiving, Turkey Day. I think in Canada it was a couple of months ago. But, uh, you know, I like to shop at Trader Joe's and I like to uh, do these fearless flyer recaps. I find that, uh, it's very interesting. And so this one just came out. It's the fearless flyer Thanksgiving guide. And it's not very like, I mean, I guess it's like, it's like a giant roadmap because you got to unfold it like this. So it's pretty good for this live show. Um, but it's a uh, volume 13, number one from November, 2019, which is where we are now. And I guess it'll only be out for a few weeks. So this is like a collector's item. And, uh, you know, you play your cards, right. You could, somebody could go home with this and you could, you know, invest, you know, it could be an investment one day. Uh, I guess cause the only person that would probably buy it is me like 20 years from now, I'd be like, Huh, I did an episode about that and I didn't hold on to it. I wonder what that thing looks like. Oh, it's fifty dollars. So anyway, it's a Fearless Flyer Thanksgiving guide. And it, on the top left here, it has a nice picture of uh the turkeyless stuffed roast. Uh, it's vegan and it's forty ounces, uh which is funny. Like I would think like I when I was like forty ounces for twelve ninety nine. Uh, and it comes with meatless gravy, cranberry, uh, cranberry studded. Is that cranberry studded? That sounds like something you'd like a belt you'd wear. You've got a cranberry studded belt, uh, uh, wild rice stuffing, uh, wrapped in seasoned soy protein with ancient grain flour. Um, and I'm actually, I think I'm going to, this Thanksgiving, I'm going to either a vegan or vegetarian Thanksgiving. So I got to make sure, one, I find out what, uh, which one it is, um, just so I can like stress about it and overthink it. And then uh, I guess what I would bring, it, th- there's something in here that I can, I know I'll be able to bring to that. Uh, so that's, you know, if anybody's looking for that, it is, I don't know, I, I guess I would have trouble. It's one of those logs, you know, with, with stuff in it. And I think these, like a log-based foods, are better homemade than than store-bought. I don't know if I've had a log-based food, which is when you take something, you kind of flatten it out, and I guess you make a log of it. I guess I didn't have to explain that, but uh, you roll it up. I guess you'd stuff it and you'd pat it with a B. What was the mom making in that nursery rhyme? Put it in the oven for baby and me. How does that even start? Like, uh... Oh, patty cake. It's a patty cake. So I guess that could have been, a. I don't know if it was a patty cake log or a roast, uh, roasted patty cakes. Uh, that was like, uh, what was that? Hansel and Gretel 2, roasted patty cakes. Uh, thanks. Chipping is the other thing. Now, this one I, I had yesterday, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. And, and you know, I'm not a big snacker, like, uh, but... When I see something, you know, I'm, I am a big impulse purchaser. And so this was turkey and stuffing seasoned kettle chips. And I remember, I guess it was two years ago, I saw this and I said, like, Trader Joe's, you've lost your mind. Like, what in the hell? Like, give me give me Trader Giotto right now because I got to give him a talking to. Uh, but then I said, well, could be interesting. And lo and behold, it I wouldn't say it was delicious, 
but I wouldn't say it was just interesting. It was pretty good, and it has that kettle chip feel. So it's you know if you're a fan of kettle chips, uh, they got that nice crunch. Uh, so then it had been a couple years. So I I was there like I said Sunday, and I said uh, to myself, and I do this in the store too. So it's like I talk to myself in the store. So I said, well, uh, let's go for it. And I had also purchased something else that is going to be a part of tonight's discussion. And uh, so I said, well, that'll be a good experiment. And it didn't work out as good. Um, so I would say that uh, the turkey and stuffing seasoned kettle chips, they do just fine on their own. They probably don't need any dip. Next up here on this is turkey breast. And this is a full size. Well, it says, oh, a full size turkey is too much. Uh, uh, try this bone in. Uh, half turkey breast, uh, 2.5 pound. It's bone in, which is always a good sign because that gives it a little bit extra flavor. But it was cooked, it says, in the Midwest. So again, you know, that leaves me wondering. It says it was sous vide, which and that's what, you know, that was like 10 years ago, the thing they did on Top Chef. Like that was like now anybody can sous vide something. I mean, I have never sous vide anything. I've cooked stuff in a bag in the microwave, but... Um, I think sous vide is like, well, at least from what I know about Top Chef, which is where I learned most of my fancy kind of cooking stuff. It's like you take, I guess I wonder how this is associated with fancy cooking though. Cause you take some water with some sort, some sort of heating element in there. Then you put like an expensive food in a plastic bag and then you put it in the water and I think it slowly cooks it, uh, so I guess I just wonder about that with the plastic bag part of it. It would be like one thing if it was sous vide and I mean, here's, here's the thing. If I'm on top chef, like never, but in my mind, uh, I would just say, well, I sous vide it in, um, you know, handmade ceramic, not plastic bags. Uh, take that Richard blaze. Uh, and, and, oh, nobody watches top chef. So they didn't get that joke. But, um, anyway, so that's Turkey breast. I'd say, possibly uh so we'll put that now these this one looks pretty interesting it's a well it's hard to pronounce cauliflower so it's c-a-u-l-i but without the flower it's cow 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 yeah i guess you'd say like this like a cartoon character cow casseroles and it, like, I guess it would be like Cowabunga, dude, but it's spelled C-A-U-L-I. It's a broccoli and cauliflower, cal- now I can't say cauliflower, cauliflower, uh, gratin, which is, you know, usually a cheesy thing. That sounds pretty good. Broccoli and cauliflower, gratin, uh, ex- extra- exacting standards, uh, something about Italy, uh, quality vegetables, Hardy broccoli and tender cauliflower. I don't know if I've ever had tender cauliflower. I've had mushy cauliflower before and too hard cauliflower. Uh, but yeah, tender cauliflower, uh, cocooned in a velvety buttery sauce and roasted, then blanketed with a crust of broiled mozzarella and grano padano cheeses. Oh no, grana, grana padano. That I'd like it better if it was grano padano because that rhymes in a pleasing way. Creamy dish boasts savory, nutty, cheesy flavor that stands up to the blustery days and chilly nights 
enjoy it in your Calcom bias. Uh, that, yeah, so that's $3.99. I mean, I might try that. I do like cheese. This is another cheese dish here, though. So, you know, it, it, you, no one has to raise their hand, but you could raise one index finger, and I won't look after I read this next dish, and you could decide between the, the cowie casserole and uh, maybe that would be a name for a character on a Sleep With Me podcast. What's your name? Cowie casserole. Uh, this one is cauliflower tot, so. Uh, ah, cauliflower. Is there anything this cruciferous wonder can't do? Well, Scooter can't barely pronounce it unless you put the freaking flour in there. Uh, it's a tasty alternative to some of the more carb-heavy comrades. Uh, so it's like, I guess it's like, what are those tater tots, but with cauliflower. We've skipped the potatoes and made cauliflower tots, but it's a casserole. Not, so this is deceptive because it, well, I guess, oh, this is this whole section. Okay, so I guess I'm wrong. It, it, I guess I'm not, uh, Trader Joe's, I apologize. So it's a cauliflower tot, tot casserole because just cauliflower tots, that's like blowing my mind. Let's say, what is what does that even look like? Uh, like, because tater tots are that, you know, kind of that brownish fried color. Okay, well, I guess I'll be thinking about that later. But um, this one, the casserole is made with a firm and tasty tots made from cauliflower, of course, shredded cheddar cheese, chopped green onions, and a special seasoning blend, all bound together with sour cream and bechamel sauce. That's, that does sound good, too. So that's it. Any, any, this one's five. Okay. Well, it's five ninety nine though. The other one was three ninety nine. So everybody, you could just vote in your mind. You don't have to actually vote because you know, you're resting. So those are two options. Uh, I mean, I guess I just wonder, this would be the kind of thing I would buy and then have two bites of, and then be like, oh, I'm full. And then not maybe not go back to it, but it could be, I don't know. It's possible. Okay, turkeys, just in case you're doing your turkey shopping at Trader Joe's and you're not into those other products, uh, no, November 15th is when the turkeys uh, hit the shelves at Trader Joe's, and they have three options. At one ninety nine a pound, all natural, brined, <laughs> fresh. Why do they have to say young turkeys? It just makes – I mean, I guess you wouldn't want to say old turkeys, but it's like old turkeys. That sounds like something – uh, you, you, someone would say when they were listening to a political speech other than, okay, okay, old Turkey, you could say that one instead. But, um, you, you, you'd say like, why I say young turkeys, natural brine, fresh young turkeys, all vegetarian diets and, uh, minimally processed, no artificial ingredients. Cause it's a freaking Turkey, of course, like, uh, soaked in a sweet, savory brine, 199 a pound, 12 to 22 pound birds. That's 199. Uh, then your next step up, $2.99, uh, all-natural, glatt, kosher, fresh young turkeys. Uh, instead of brining, these birds are soaked and salted as part of the koshering process, 12 to 16 pounds. So that's another, you say, okay, like I, I guess the just the salting sounds more appealing to me because if you mess up the brine. Uh, but then you have, for the high end, you know, for the real bird fan, organic free range young turkeys this does sound like you know stuff i think i heard this when i was back east like this was what they referred to people of in Cal the bay area as organic free range young turkeys uh 
But in addition to all the attributes listed above, uh, it doesn't have brining or koshering, though. These birds are uh, fed an organic vegetarian diet, unfettered, whoa, 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 this is really pushing your butt, unfettered access to the outdoors. I mean, who are you kidding? Like, uh, let's interview some of these turkeys. But uh, 60, maybe it's good I am doing a vegetarian Thanksgiving. 16-pound uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. it was 10 to 16 pounds, 349 a pound. I did think it was 399. So that is a 50, 50 cent savings. Uh, then there's some cartoons on here, which people, there's like a bird and a rabbit having a conversation about cauliflower tots. Uh, and then it get this is where it gets interesting trying to open this thing up. So let's see. So, so far, we we don't have any definite buys yet. I'd say maybe I would try those things. Okay, then they have the gravy train. I, I, was, I don't know if that's, like, actually from my coffee or those are just uh, real effects. But, um, okay, so the gravy. It's like I sit down and have my coffee and I'd relax uh, with this. So they have two kinds of turkey gravy. They have a turkey gravy, which is the kind I have two of in my cabinet, 16 ounce, 17.6 ounce box, 149. Oh, no wonder I have it. It's only 149. Uh, it's uh, pour open. It's in the Tetra pack. Uh, they said homemade in quotes. They're also the ones that say the turkeys have unfettered. I couldn't write that myself. That's like a dream for a podcast opening. Unfettered is a great sleep podcast word. Unfettered access. Uh, so, and then they have an organic, savory vegan gravy. Savory vegan gravy. Really, this. I mean, I hope whoever is getting paid, like whoever does this copy, gets paid. Like, I mean, I don't know. I've never like like at least a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year because if that i hope that's a lot of money but like or to whatever a lot of money is because uh savory vegan gravy uh, holy cow that sounds just sounds so good but it's uh onions garlic coconut milk tamari soy uh tamarind paste and a whole bunch of other savory spices and seasonings uh that sounds pretty good it's 379 so man, they really are sticking it to the vegans. One forty nine for real turk, like fake gravy. I mean, real gravy, quote unquote, unfettered access to gravy for one forty nine, three seventy nine for the organic savory gravy. Maybe it'd be like a. It, it, this is not a good idea, but like a Ben and Jerry's, they had like wavy gravy. Like if they ever decided to have a savory ice cream, which would probably put them out of business, they could call it savory gravy. Um, okay. Turkey stock. Now th there's two kinds of things, you know, at Trader Joe's, if you listen to this podcast for a few years, you know, I'm, you know, I was not on the, on the cusp of the bone broth crave, but I was, I was an early, well, I was never an early adopter of bone broth, but, um, like I was an early adopter of talking about bone broth on the podcast. And now it's like, a really a thing. Uh, and now it's become such a thing like I like so I follow like I don't follow a lot of things on Instagram but I follow like an account that posts stuff from uh what's that place called Costco I don't think I've been to a Costco in like 12 years but I just like I don't know why <laughs> but so uh they actually are like now selling like the raw 
like whatever the good stuff is in bone broth, I think it's like collagen, I, I think, or something. Uh, then now that you can just buy it in powder form at, at you know, Costco in like 40 pound tubs. So, you know, th- that I say, well, I was on the, I was on the cusp of that. I never tried it, I, but uh, I, we will, tr- we will talk about it tonight, but they have, so there's turkey stock, which is like what you used to buy, which you could like was affordable. And then I, it's probably the exact same thing. Turkey bone broth, which costs like twice as much. Um, and it comes in half the size of a packet. But it, I guess it says here it, it was cooked 16 to 20 hours uh, and it has a full complement of seasonings, including mirepoix, which is another. I can't believe. Well, I guess that's a sight word for me. It's spelled M-I-E-M-I-E-M-I-R-E-P-O-I-X. That's another one I learned on that show. Trap Top Chef. Parsley, apple cider vinegar. Organic bone broth, uh, ready for gravy or stuffing. It does really make a difference, though. And so, so we will talk about that. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that time. Okay, here's a no-buy. I mean, unless you're a big fan of this stuff, is um, holiday herb herb rolls. How do you say it? You say herb. I always think of like a, that that's like somebody's uncle, Uncle Herb. Uh, or I guess you think of the other kind, but like, uh, so holiday her, 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 her rolls. My daughter hated these, man. Like, uh, I, like I like a rosemary, but I guess it was just too much. It's the kind of thing you bring at a party and you only have one, but of course you, there's 12 of them. And so I said, well, we'll have them for breakfast. And she was like, she had it once. And then I had, I had it and I said, well, I kind of agree with you, but now we have 10 more of these rolls. So they were in my freezer till like July. I just like, so it was a while ago that they, and then I said, I think I'll leave these out for the birds. And then I said, is that a thing? Like, and then I was starting to overthink. I said, okay, yeah, where would I leave them? And they said, well, what if my neighbors get mad at me for feeding the birds? Uh, and I said, what if I, will I get in trouble for feeding the birds like, uh, like holiday herb rolls that are six months or seven months old. And so then I, luckily we have compost. So I guess I just composted those. So I don't know. They're living, they're, they, they have unfettered access to my rest of my garbage, uh, the holiday herb rolls cram. Okay. This is one I can't say, uh, cranberry, C-H, it's a fancy goat cheese, C-H-E-V-R-E, I don't know how to say it, I know it's Chevrolet, I know it's, I've heard the word said before, but my brain can't make the connections, but that's goat cheese, I just got an email about this, and I talk about on the podcast that, like, I can taste the goats and goat cheese, and I don't know if that's, like, um, one of those, what are those, what are those called, genes we have, if that's a genetic thing, because some people look at me like I'm crazy. Like I say, when I taste goat cheese, I taste a goat. And it's not that I said, it's not that I have anything against goats like that. I'm like, no, no, I don't eat goat based products. It's that there's some flavor in there that now I associate with goats. That's unpleasant to me. So I could taste the goat and goat cheese. And then luckily with the podcast, somebody emailed me and they said, you know what? I could taste the goat and goat cheese too. So I'm not crazy there. Uh, so that's like a goat cheese with cranberry, which some people enjoy, but not me. Uh, cran bubbly. This is another one that looks pretty good. It's a sparkling cranberry juice, two ninety nine. 
I don't know how intense that would be. If it comes in a fancy bottle, like with the whole thing where you could pop it, I definitely would do that. Effervescence, that's a good word. That's in there. So that's it. Then they have like a squadron of cranberry products, which I really can't see any difference between except for the pricing. Like they have a fresh cranberry sauce, it's $349, a cranberry sauce, $199, and then dried cranberries, that's different. That's $199. And then I guess a cranberry orange relish, also $349. So when I first saw it, I said, buy the cranberry sauce. And but then it's got to go in the fridge. So then I said, well, that would only that's only going to last me like 18 months in the back of my fridge. So I'll probably get this cranberry sauce for, tw- you know, just in case, just in case there's a cranberry-related emergency between now and 2023, I'm going to get that. Um, cranberry pie, oh, that's disgusting. Like, uh, sorry, if there's any cranberry pie fans, well, maybe not. I mean, I guess if it's done... A cherry cranberry pie, I think a cranberry would complement, like that would almost be like a sour cherry pie. So, okay, I take it back. I'll try, I'll I'll spend $5.99 for one slice of pie. So that's $5.99, ready-made in the freezers. What else we got? Uh, Harvest grain salad, that's $4.99. Corn pudding. This one, I think I thought about buying this last year. It's it's not sweet. It's a savory dish. Tender yellow and white corn. That does sound pretty good. Diced onions, rich brand of mozzarella and Parmesan cheese. Uh, yeah, maybe that would be good. I don't know. Maybe as like a filling for some. Like it would be good with, yeah, like a turkey. You get some of that cranberry sauce. Uh, some corn pudding leftover turkey and then you put it in some some sort you know some sort of vehicle you make a log but just like you could like a a tortilla maybe a sand maybe too drippy for a sandwich uh maybe even like a bunch of mini cracker sandwiches so that's corn pudding uh they have a picture of the uh, mushroom uh boxed mushroom stuff that i have in my fridge Let's see if there's anything else interesting in here. Cause otherwise we got, I got it. Oh, there's like, um, so I did buy this. Uh, um, they have a uh, dog and cat cal- countdown calendars, uh, for advent. You know, if your dogs, uh, like whatever they celebrate, I guess if they're, if your dogs were like, uh, they're, they're observant, uh, they just want treats. They're like, Are you kidding me? I love advent. You say, really, Co? I didn't know. So I, 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 you know what? I actually observe Advent like three times a year. So you better get three of those calendars. But they're full of treats. Uh, so I did buy one. Eight, not, wait, is that? No, five ninety nine. dollars uh, And the person, of course, at Trader Joe's said, maybe you should get two. And I said, no. I said, probably one's enough. I still ha- I also have an Advent calendar. They're only 99 cents with the human ones with chocolate and only like, it's only, it's, it's only, it's still got, what is there? How many days are in an advent calendar? 25. It's still got uh, 20 days in it. So I'm good for this year. It just started on whatever, December 5th. Uh, so, okay, here's one. This one's an easy one for anybody. You don't know what you get. You don't cook. You got to go to somebody's house. You bring flowers. You bring flowers. Trader Joe's got you covered. Eight. Well, they have eighteen roses for eight ninety nine. I 
don't know if ro- like roses do kind of look like you're dialing it in. So you might want to get like, I don't know, but they could be fun if you, okay, here's the thing. So you could do it. 18 roses for eight ninety nine. You know, you got to repackage them or at least take the plastic off. And then though, okay, so this is how you do it. Cause there's 18 roses. You do, you want to be remembered. So then when you like ring the doorbell, you put one rose in your mouth, you know, like you're like you're some sort of swashbuckler and then you have one behind your ear and then however many hosts you put them, you know, you give them them to put behind their ears. Another thing to do is bring cookies. I usually don't do that for. um Yeah, let's move on. Like, like so I, let's move on to these food hacks. Like uh, so I usually like other potlucks that I haven't prepared for. I bring a box of cookies that you buy at a bakery. You can't get them at a supermarket, but like uh, Alameda has cookie bar and they have like, I think you buy like a six or a dozen cookies and you show up at a, um, a, what are those things called? A potluck, right? And you'll be all set. Um, but yeah, so let's see, we got it. We got, we got like uh, some time here. So I want to prepare everybody for Thanksgiving. I'm going to share with you. This one I just I made sure I wasn't I said I can't share this with the listeners in person unless it's really good and so I took this what I took was already a decent like a go to last minute Thanksgiving food thing everybody can do it I mean unless you're going you will have to tweak it if you're going to a vegan or vegetarian Thanksgiving but uh, anybody can do this. And it, you'll you'll be the you'll be you wouldn't be the life of the party, but you won't be the person they say, man, uh, like it'll seem like you really did a lot of work. Now I won't I would say don't go and oh here's the thing you could do it this weekend so you could do all of your Thanksgiving shopping this weekend if you only have to bring one dish if you're hosting Thanksgiving you're on your own because I can't help you but so. Uh, let me take you, let's do it like a real time recipe one. So we're going to go there and, uh, we're, we're, we're going by the power of podcasting and everyone's sitting in their chairs or lying down comfortably and we're going into Trader Joe's and I'm trying to remember what, if we need anything that they don't sell at Trader Joe's. And you say, hey, how you doing? It's uh, Thanksgiving. I just want to make sure, you know, I don't even know what the date is, whatever. It's like today it's the 13th. So, we know, now it's the 15th when we're going into Trader Joe's. And I just want you to be prepared. Yeah, get those. I like that. The way that rose looks between your teeth is like uh, makes me want to try to remember that song, like the song that Seal sang. Um Kiss, it makes me want to kiss a rose, uh, a kiss from a rose. That's, I think, what Seal once saying. Uh, but so we're gonna, I'm gonna prepare you for Thanksgiving really easy. Now, how many people are, are you? Exp- oh, you don't know. Okay, that's a tough one. Okay, has the volunteer? Or do you think the host is gonna assign you or volunteer? Can you volunteer? Okay, we'll say you're really excited. Uh, you could all like, it depends on what the host is like. You could pitch it. Have you heard about bone broth would be one thing. Have you heard the benefits of bone broth? Do you follow the Costco, uh, Instagram, Costco deals, Instagram, even though you don't go to Costco and you wonder what the heck's wrong with you, but, uh, you, you, you like, okay. So 
Okay, so you're going to volunteer to make mashed potatoes, but you could, I never called it this, but you could say they're bone broth, well, that's hard to say, bone broth infused mashed potatoes, uh, so, but just, or you could, yeah, you could play it slow, like you say, huh, well, I was thinking about making these bone broth infused mashed potatoes, do you think that would be all right? Ask the host in that way. Okay. So, yeah, I'm trying to remember what we're going to need. So we're going to go right here at my Trader Joe's. And this is the vegetable section. And we really don't need any vegetables. Uh, I mean, I guess you could get some of those thingamajigs. What are those things called? They're not green onions. But this, like, I always get them mixed up. They're Because uh, of green onions, some people call scallions. But then there's the little things uh, so whatever those things are called, they're like, they're not green onions, but they're, yeah, they're, they're whatever somebody said, uh, chives. Yeah. That, why do I, why would I associate those two things? But yeah, so you could get some of those maybe, but I, I didn't prepare, I, I, I didn't do it that way. Okay. So we're going to get our secret ingredient next. Now I just heard about this secret ingredient. And while I can't mention the author's name because I, of course, didn't look it up before the live show, it was on uh, Lifehacker Skillet blog, uh, and it has a secret uh, ingredient. I guess we'll come back because why? Like, how would it be a? It wouldn't be a good tease unless we save the uh, secret ingredient for the last. Okay, so you know when we're making mashed potatoes, I see you going towards the potatoes. I'm telling you what, you don't need to do that because we, I don't, you don't have to get any potatoes. Uh, no, no, we're, it's not going to be boxed potatoes. No, 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 don't worry. Okay, so we're going to swing through the dairy section here, and we're going to get unsalted butter. And you could you could decide on you know how you're feeling about the butter. They have a couple butter selections. They have the Trader Joe's butter, and then they have some European style butters. You know if you want if you say well I want to feel I don't I don't really know the difference between them, but uh, I would assume like Europe actually has like consumer safety laws. So so anytime I have the extra money, I say well let's get the European version because it might be slightly safer. Uh, but that's, you know, that's just how, how I do things. Um, so let's get some butter. Okay. Great choice. Wow. You pick butter like other people, you know, I don't know, like, uh, like you're giving it an award. Now we're going to go down the frozen food aisle and you got to now hold, keep one method I use here. So I don't impulse buy too many things. I keep a tight grip on my cart, two hands on the cart. Otherwise I'll buy way too many snacks and stuff and desserts. Now we're going to hang to the left on this side of the frozen foods aisle, and we're going to go down, and we're going to get into the vegetable section. I think that this is normally where it is, and it's going to be hard to spot. Uh, and like, uh, So we're going to look for a bag, and it's a yellow bag, and it says mashed potatoes on it. And you're going to look for that bag. And it, again, it might be hard to see. It might be by mashed cauliflowers. And I would say, you know, you could buy two of these to be safe. And you might say, Scoots, you've lost your mind. And I'd say, no, 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 I haven't. This is, uh, trust me on this one. I mean, we could make fr mashed potatoes fresh. But so just say this is just in case if you want to 
Think about making fresh mashed potatoes, but you're going to get these. And inside the bag are these little medallions of uh, frozen mashed potatoes. And you're, yeah, don't worry. You're, you know, people doubted Frankenstein too, but this is, trust me. So we've got the two bags of mashed potatoes. Now we're going to hang a right. And this is this like the aisle that has a lot of the stuff, like in, it has salad dressing. It has seasonings, but we're going for bone broth. Yeah. And you could get, I guess you could get a turkey broth. Uh, I make it with a bone, you know, the beef bone broth, because uh, I think it adds a nice flavor. But we're going to get a thing of beef bone broth. It comes in that Tetra pack. And yeah, you could say bone broth. Uh, and I guess people drink this, uh, like, uh, and sip it which I joked about on the podcast, and then I found out that people actually do it. And now I'm actually trying to get, I say, I tried to get a bone broth company to sponsor the podcast, but they wouldn't. So we'll see how that goes. But I said, this is a perfect match. I make funny product on the show, but I like it. And I, I thought about, but I buy it. So, yeah. So, yeah, get that beef bone broth. You could buy a turkey bone broth, too. Okay, now I'm going to have to look at my hands and see. So we needed butter. We needed bone broth. I think that's all we need for this one. Um, and what we're going to do now is head back towards like the, um, the, the, like the, by the meat section. Then there's the prepared foods and the lunches. And I always look for the hummus. Now we're not buying hummus, but that's like an easy thing to find in Trader Joe's. And in there with the hummus is uh, now usually like at a regular grocery store, they call it French onion dip. I don't know what makes it French onion dip, but at Trader Joe's, you know, they, they don't, they don't, they don't do that. So they have uh, caramelized onion dip, I think is what it's called. Yeah, there it is. So that's it. So you're going to grab that. Great job. What, what a reacher. Yeah, my anticipation of uh, making smashed potatoes making me lose my voice. <coughs> okay, so great. Okay, so we have our cart. I think we'll check out unless I forgot something, which I don't think I did. I, I guess you're saying to yourself like I am, It's it, this is too easy. It can't be this easy. And I'm telling you, it is. So we're going to leave. Yeah, we're checking out. No, I don't have any crushes on anybody working at this Trader Joe's right now. Um, I mean, uh, that. I mean, maybe I have some latent ones that haven't like made it to my awareness yet. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I've moved on to. Uh, uh, but now I just look at that. I just guess it could like look at Costco products now. Okay, so we got everything. Now, by the power of podcasting, we're going into my kitchen and we have the bag of mashed potatoes. Now, we're going to do what we're going to do is, uh, you know, just like uh, all great scientists and you know, I've never hacked anything but mashed potatoes. But, you know, like they, we're going to do a trial run. So we're going to take this bag of mashed potatoes. We'll put one in the freezer. We'll keep one out. 
and we're going to open it up and you'll see that there's these they're almost like little pucks of mashed potatoes they're little circular pucks and we're going to take about 15 to 20 and we're going to put them in uh this you know general pan this general whatever those round things are called that you boil water in uh i guess so what are those called the pan you know just a you know boiling vessel for it's a uh, unfettered access to my kitchen the boiling vessel but so we're going to put it in there and we're going to you know i like to put it on low and then yeah we'll talk to koa hey koa yeah no we're just uh imagining we're here with you we're like that's why you're sighing because i'm not actually there but uh yeah no we're making mashed potatoes as far as i know dogs can't eat mashed potatoes so i oh you're right koa i've never actually tried to give you a, like a a bowl of bone broth but i'm sure that uh i will when i get home from the live show because uh, that's a great idea uh a little spendy but no it's not advent yet koa it's almost advent don't worry um okay so now the pan is starting to heat up now what we're going to do is we're going to open the bone broth and now the you know the recipe on the bag we're we're quickly divesting ourselves of that. We're going to take about three tablespoons of bone broth and we're going to drop it in there into the the, the pan. It's not a pan though because it's got the the sides going up uh, a pot there. <laughs> and I made how do I make a sleep podcast? They forget the word pot, so that's why. Uh, but so yeah, we're going to put put three tablespoons of bone broth in the pots. And yeah, we're going to slowly just keep an eye on it. You know, take a, a wooden spoon and uh, it, you were just slowly defrosting these medallions and mixing it with the bone broth. And uh, then, yeah, wow, I've never seen anyone um, stir frozen mashed potato medallions. I mean, you put the medallion in mashed potato medallion when you stir it that, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we keep doing it. Yeah, and you're, they're starting to lose consistency. Now, don't worry about the way it looks now because it does start to look a little mealy. Uh, but don't worry. Now, we're going to take uh, – yeah, keep stirring that. Now, we're going to take uh, the French onion dip. We're going to open it up. Right, you're right. I should have bought um, chips. Uh, no, no, it's not Advent yet now either. Um, it, we're going to get uh, – we're going to take – now, this is unscientific. I don't know why I, I chose to be scientific with the bone broth. So I guess we still could because we have this. Well, no, I guess we don't want to put the bone broth into the um, dip. So let's just take a spoon, uh, you know, like a soup spoon. I, that's probably like two tablespoons anyway. And we're going to take two soup spoons of uh, the French onion dip. We're going to put it in there with the, uh, with the mashed potato medallions. And, and now... Now, I like to use a big fork. I guess you could use one of those, a whisk. I thought of that word. Uh, you could use a whisk. And yeah, go ahead and uh, we're going to start to to fork it up. You, we could still say, yeah, no, no, we're not going to actually fork it up. Like, like uh, hopefully we'll get it right. We're going to fork the fork out of mashed potatoes and Thanksgiving is what we're going to do. So... Yeah. Uh, yes. Wow. That's great. So see how it's going from mealy to creamy. Now this is a dangerous time. Like, uh, like, so you can't let the bottom of the pan scald the mashed potatoes. So you really do have to like be gentle, be present, 
Yeah, it's like Zen and uh, yeah, whatever it is. It's like a, be there with the potatoes, maybe lower the heat. And now we're in a position of uh, really starting to 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 develop for taste. It, and your mind's going to be blown. It's not going to taste like French onion dip. And these were already seasoned, and they do have some butter. Now for Thanksgiving, I go with the idea that you can never put it, like enough butter in mashed potatoes, like uh, when I've made them from scratch. But I, now I'll never do it again. But we could start to add butter. I mean, we just don't want to be we do we don't want to like do too much of a liquid for the potatoes. And the nice thing is that we can heat up the potatoes again as long as we don't scald them. So yeah, keep stirring, and then maybe let's just put like a. I would say the width of half of your thumb of butter in there. Okay. And then, yeah, start making, oh, yeah, look at that. That's like already melting. It's delicious. Now we'll put some ground pepper in there and we'll grind that up there. And we'll, and then, yeah, look at how, yeah, wow, that is like, a, it, and then it tastes uh, very good. So that's like, that's it. You do that with both bags and and then, okay, wait a second. You're right though. Cause how do you get it to the, the house on Thanksgiving? So here's what, here's what we'll do. Cause you don't want them to know about the French onion dip. So you will have to reheat it again. So I would say, don't you add the butter until you get to the person's house. So you'll, uh, you'll add the French onion dip, you'll cream the potatoes and then you'll save the butter and you'll reheat the potatoes with the butter at the house, and you'll be the star of the party. You'll have a rose. You could you could actually sing. I don't think you should sing that seal song though. Like, uh, just because it like uh, did anybody cover that in the last like twenty years? Like, I th- I want to say somebody did, but uh, I, I I don't know. That song just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. I like not. It's not seal though. No, I like seal. It's just, uh, maybe I just heard that song too many times, but, uh, I don't know. I guess if you're kissing a rose while you're making mashed potatoes and creating the illusion, you created them from scratch, uh, you could do that. Now, I guess if you have your chives, you could add those. So that's, uh, that's it. And, uh, now I'm going to give you like, uh, one more super bonus, uh, just in case you really want to go, you want to take your Thanksgiving, you say, well, no, you know, scoots, I like sleeping through your recipes, but, uh, I need to make something from scratch. I say, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to tell you how to make another thing that is going to ver- be very impressive at Thanksgiving. If it's, and this is goes for all food types, uh, you would have to, if you're going gluten-free, you'd have to make a gluten-free purchase. You can't buy any of this at Trader Joe's. That's why I just didn't share it now. But you're going to make no-need uh, bread. And this is one of the simplest recipes you'll ever hear in your entire life. You're going to buy bread flour. Uh, you can get that at most supermarkets. You could use all-purpose flour. You're going to buy yeast uh you might want to buy a container of yeast as opposed to a packet of yeast and you're going to need salt and water and uh you're going to need a big ideally a glass bowl but you could do it in any kind of bowl 
and then you're going to need about 20, 16 to 24 hours. So let's say you were going to someone's house at 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving, which is a Thursday. Friday or Wednesday, that comes before Thursday. You get back from work Wednesday, 6 p.m. Now, it'd be great if you had a scale because it's easier. And I'm going to just presume we have a scale for brevity's sake. Uh, and you could buy a scale for all, next to nothing, almost every place, a kitchen scale. So you're going to take a, a measuring cup and you're going to turn the scale on. Then you're going to put the measuring cup on the scale. Then you're going to hit that button, T-A-R-E. I think it says tear or something. That will reset the scale to zero with the weight of the measuring cup. So now the scale will be at zero. You're going to want your scale set to grams, unless I'm forgetting, just like I forgot what pot was. But uh, And then you're going to take the bread flour. You're going to take 500 grams of bread flour. Uh, you're going to measure it into the measuring cup until it's about 500, but you can get pretty close to exact, and you're going to put the bread flour in a big bowl. Then you're going to take two teaspoons of salt, ideally sea salt, and you're going to put it in the uh, the bowl with the bread, flour, the bread flour, and you're going to mix the salt in there. It's going to be dry. Then you're going to take the same measuring cup, I almost forgot that word, and you're going to Use, you're going to turn your tap to kind of lukewarm uh, water and let it run so it's not running very fast. And you're going to start to fill up your measuring cup. And the amount of water you're going to use is going to be about, I guess I have no idea anymore. I think it's either a, a cup and a half or two, three cups. I don't know. But you're going to want to use 355 grams of water unless I'm forgetting, but I'm nearly positive that's the right number. And that is really difficult. It, it will take like about, it takes me about eight minutes uh, of like splashing out droplets of water to get a, let's say, oh, that's 342. Okay, now it's 386. So that could be fun. And then you'll have 350 grams of water. You're going to take a quarter teaspoon of yeast, of uh, bread yeast, and you're going to put it in the water and you're going to mix it up with the teaspoon and you're going to leave it for about 15 minutes. And I don't know why I, 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 I just, to me, that does something. I, I'm not sure if it actually does. I call it activating the yeast, but it says it's activated anyway. And then in 15 minutes, you're going to come back and you're going to re swirl the yeast. And then all you're going to do is take that yeast water and you're going to pour it in with the, the dough or the uh, flour, they call it, bread flour and salt. And you're going to mix it all together. And eventually you're going to end up with a shaggy ball. You will have to get your hands dirty. Uh, so make sure you wash your hands first. And you're just going to kind of mix it all together until it's a shaggy ball. It'll be very sticky against your hands. And you'll leave that shaggy ball. You'll cover it uh I think you want to cover it with plastic wrapper. I have like a glass bowl with a that has a top that goes on it. And then here's the miracle: you just leave it on your counter with the top on it until tomorrow at about two p.m. Tomorrow at two p.m. Thursday at two p.m. You take your oven, you heat your oven to about 
well, oh, this is the one where I always mess it up. I think you heat your oven to 450 degrees, and now you have two options. Your oven's heating. Also, you need something to cook it in. So, so I guess this isn't as – but uh, if you have a cast iron pot, it's ideal. Uh, so I guess uh, – you, you know what? You just come over. We're just cooking it at my place, right? Yeah. So I have a cast iron pot with a lid. Don't worry. And, I, you know, I knew it was called a pot when I was using it in the past. Uh, but so now – you could either cook this as a you could just take this shaggy ball, which is now turned into this explosion of life. I mean, I don't know, is, is yeast a sentient life form or what, but it's like grown into this thing. And you could fold it once and then just drop it in the um in the uh, the pan. What is it? Pot. Or what I like to do for Thanksgiving is I make little <coughs> mini loaves. So you just take little balls about fist size, you roll them up. <coughs> you put them to the side, you give it about an hour for them to rise again. And then you put them in the cast iron pot. You put about two of them in there. You put the lid on, you cook them for about 30 minutes. You take the lid off, you check them. They, they'll be a delicious golden brown um, you could cook them with the lid off for another five minutes, or if you're going to someone's house, what you do is you say, we're going to stick them in the oven at the host's house. And then you have like four kind of like mini loaves of bread and it is tasty. Like, uh, it, yeah. So I guess the hardest part that I would have messed up is that, uh, you do need something to cook it in and, uh, cast iron pots, they're always on sale. So that's it. Um, and now I have to figure out a way. So those are two Thanksgiving food hacks or the flowers. Now, how do I get everybody back? Okay, so, uh, oh, yeah, now you got to get out of my kitchen. There you go. Yeah, I got to, no, no, yeah, come to the door. Oh, let's see. Uh, so I'm going to wake everybody up slowly by saying, like, uh, and the first day of Advent, Koa. Barked at me because she wanted uh, the fir- the treat that was in the first day of Dog Advent. On the se- I should have wrote a song on the second day of Advent. Koa said, "Everyone, slowly wake up because she wants more treats." On the last day of Advent. Co said, don't forget, I also celebrate Advent in February. So thanks, everybody, for coming to the show. Give yourselves finger applause. Um, now, if, uh, I can, like, I guess, like, still bringing people back. Like, usually, if anybody has any questions about the podcast or anything, you can ask them. But I'll start it with, like, Usually, like, one question that gets asked is, like, have I ever fallen? Do I use my own podcast to fall asleep? And the answer is, like, no. But I, I like it. So I, don't, I can't fall asleep when I listen to podcasts. I'm not, like, super hypercritical of it. But, like, I'll usually be listening and trying to figure out, like, like if I missed anything. Or, like, I'll just be analyzing it. Or I'm listening because someone asked me a question. And then I'm like, oh, I got to listen and find out the answer. But I have fallen asleep, actually. So this is, I didn't realize this till just a second. So um, I was flying just recently and like 
when I fly on a plane, I can get so much work done because I'm just sitting on the plane and there's like no internet or anything. So I can like bang out like so many edits or like backlogged edits of stuff. And I was kind of tired. So I was like, 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 uh, uh, editing an episode. Let's see. It would have been the episode, I guess that came out on Sunday and I could not stay awake. Like I had like, like 12 minutes left to, to like just, and even wasn't even editing it. It was just like list, mixing it. So it's like listening and making sure like the transitions are fine and the, and the no, like the levels are fine. And I could not stay awake on the plane. Like I was like, Oh my God. Like, cause it's like when I'm listening, I can't uh, multitask because it it's too distracting. So in that, so I, I do fall asleep when I'm mixing the podcast. Um, so I think that's a question. Does anybody else have any questions about anything related to the podcast? So what time of day do I normally record? This is, um, it, it's always like a date. It's like a, depends on how, usually I end up recording at like 1 p.m., but I always wish I could record at 10 or 11 because uh, I can't, I like to, well, it's like one of the biggest things I got to get done every day. And it's like one, it doesn't stress me out a lot, but it's always like, it's just like a big chunk and I never know how long it's going to take. So I'm like, oh, if I could get it done before lunch, my life would, then I'd be, my life would be so, the day's going to, I'm going to get all that other stuff done too. And then I end up, then I'm like, it always ends up being like 1130. That's exactly what happened every day this week. I was like, okay, I'm going to record at 10. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to record at 11 for sure. And then it's like 11, 15. I'm like, well, I'm kind of hungry. And then I say, well, it's like, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm too, well, I don't think I can make it till one. Or one. So then I say, well, all right. And then, this, then it ends up one o'clock. So usually one o'clock, sometimes two. I think if I record even 10 o'clock might be pushing it because my voice will be like more more creaky than dulcet. Uh, but yeah, usually one, I, I can't record at night. I guess like, uh, cause I used to like when I started the show and most of the time there was like a guy's bedroom, like literally like right here. So like, and he, he so I was always like, I mean, he always th- already thought I was strange anyway. So I'm like, what does he think I'm doing? Like sitting in my closet muttering? Like, uh, so yeah, it might not, I mean, I, um, Huh, that's a good question. That might not be aware of it. Um, I, I mean, it did, like anybody that's ever been nice to me, I think would be like the, the answer to that. Like if I'm thinking like not in the world of the podcast, like there was a like because I didn't have the greatest relationship with like teachers growing up and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I mean that was my like a lot of it was my fault. But um, there was like one time maybe like. 12 or 13 years ago, I was like, um, taking this like community college, like presentation class. And someone, this, this woman said to me, Oh, you have a nice voice. And it was just like, just nice. And it actually stuck with me. Like when my critic was like, no, you can't make that podcast. And I said, remember that lady we never talked to again from that class. Like she said, we have a nice voice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So you're changing lives. So really, like, because that was like, I was like, uh, like community college classes, like actually were like what led to the podcast in general. Like, so it was like, and that was when I was like supposed to be a grown up and stuff. Like, because I was taking classes 
just to be like, Oh, am I ever going to do anything creative with my life? Like, and that was like, I was like, well, this is something that I could afford to do and uh, that I would hold me accountable to getting like, and, and to be with other people that are like trying to learn stuff. So, yeah. So I guess some of them are natural. Some of them are uh, like when I'm trying to think of stuff or if it's like a written episode, there might be like really long pauses. So, the, and it's funny that you bring that up because it's like when, it, so I used to do everything for the podcast myself for a long time. And then it got to the point where I needed help. And the one place I could, I was like, Oh, I could get help like editing the episodes. And the two people I work on the show, Chris Posty Posterson and Carl W. Uh, like, and I was like, first I met Chris, I, he had a podcast and he had written the theme song for the show. And then I said, geez, like how much would you, like we just worked out like the possibility of editing shows. And then I said, um, well, why don't you try to like listen to a bunch of shows and then edit them? And I was like, just so you know, like the most essential thing to the podcast, like with the editing is the pauses, like, and that's what I'm going to be listening for because I'm like, for a sleep podcast, there's times the pauses are there intentionally to make a point or part of the story or part of a joke. And then there's the times that it's a long pause and you'll have to make a like creative decision on how long the pause is. And it can't be too long. Because if it's so so long, like a few seconds, someone might be like, oh, did the podcast stop? And then they'll wake up. So I'm like, you got to make sure. And so like both of them, I said, that's the only thing I'm going to be listening for. Like, I'm like, obviously, you know how to edit a podcast. Like, like, so I'm like, if, if you know how to make the pauses, like the rest of it, you'll be fine. Like, uh, and both of those guys, I've only met, I've never met Chris in person and I've only met Carl once in person and they both are like, tell me separately, like, I know you better than anyone in my life. Like anyone in my family, they're like, I know everything about you. Like, I, I feel like, like, like we've lived together our whole lives. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day. Um, I mean, by, maybe by the time she was like mature enough to like, why I, I don't like, like we might, they might, the next show might be out, but I think they canceled the, what they were working on, but probably maybe one day she's 12. So I don't think, uh, <laughs> we watched the Mandalorian. So, and, uh, today was the third time I was watching and I was taking notes for the podcast. Cause I'm going to do cover it for the podcast at some point. And, uh, I said, Oh, do you want to help me do some podcast work? And she said, sure. And I, she said, what do you need me to do? And I said, hold the remote. And I was like, and, pa and I said, when I tell you to pause it, pause the show. And she was reading a book, but it was like, a, like, cause I have to pause it a lot to be like, okay, what did that per like, like, what is that person wearing or what is it, you know? So, I mean, I, I would say wait and see probably. I mean, it, it, uh, for the sleep podcast, I, I think it's great. And, uh, I think Star Wars is just a very fraught area to create stuff for, but I really appreciate, there was like a lot I appreciated about it. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, but I can, I haven't read anything because the mis biggest mistake I made with the end of Game of Thrones was before the last season of Game of Thrones, I wouldn't read anything or consume any Game of Thrones podcasts. And that was more just so it wouldn't influence just so I keep keep like a pure aesthetic or something. 
And then the last season of Game of Thrones, I guess I felt like such a personal connection to it that I was like, oh, I'm going to start listening to Game of Thrones podcasts. And I feel like that, like hearing other people's opinions about the episodes definitely influenced like my thought process. Um, I mean, even people I was agreeing with, like where I would try to normally like firewall that from the podcast. Like, so I guess like it's hard for me to have critical thoughts. I mean, one cool thing I'll say about the Mandalorian is that it, while it's getting called like the space Western, it has like a, like a role-playing like fantasy feel to it too, a little bit. Um, in this subtle way. So I don't know if that's going to carry through the other episodes, but there's just like a couple elements that like, if you ever played any like Dungeons and Dragons type games or like read any fantasy type novels, I don't know if like Game of Thrones, but like just like ideas from that, that I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, and, and I don't know a lot about Mandalorians. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, what is the, um, like myth- mythology of that. So maybe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> any other questions or any elaborations? Uh, what is it? I started in 2013 in the fall. So this is like, I'm entering my seventh year, I guess, of making the show. So now I do. Now I have a very good piece of advice, which is that PRX um, just put out this uh, like set of, um, I think it's 10 video classes. Um, and, uh, it like covers a lot of the stuff. Like, um, so that's one I would say, and it just came out. I think it's like, if you just Google like PRX podcasting course, and then, uh, start with this is a podcast, um, that, uh, the founders of Night Vale make. And, like I, I've been trying to go through it to try to keep myself going on projects. And it's like a step-by-step each episode has like a little assignment. Um, and so, and they have a forum that this like has a little bit of accountability or like you find somebody and you're like, Hey, are you going to do this? Um, and it's really built for people to have a lot going on. So it's like, Oh, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's like, Hey, this is a way to get started. So those would be two places I would say, huh, this is a good question. I have to ask him. I would say, I think, I think like I'm trying to think when he was at, um, I think he likes the hammock aesthetic because I know at that episode where he was talking about the pools, he did observe that there was hammocks at one of the pools he was at. So I think he probably likes hammocks. Um, I don't know if I could see him. I guess I could see him in a hammock sleeping. So he probably likes hammocks. Yeah. I don't know. The one, I guess the one issue, this is me, not Ray, but I would say, what are you going to fall asleep in a hammock in public? Like what if someone like, like, I guess he wouldn't worry about that, but I would say like, what if someone, what if someone takes your stuff or something, right? Like, what are you, you going to just sleep? So probably he likes hammocks. He likes everything. So, um, cool. If anyone has any other questions, um, if you want a copy of the show, uh, I guess like I'll make sure it got recorded. At least the battery didn't die this time. Um, so you could give me your email address or you could email me dearest scooter at Gmail and let me know. Um, and I'll like uh, send it to you. Uh, like in, you might also, if if you're very assertive, you could remind me because uh, like, it, yeah, it always helps to poke me with stuff like that. Um, thank you everybody for coming out tonight. Um, if anybody wants any more stickers or didn't get a sticker, I have stickers here. I really, really appreciate it. Um, 
especially doing shows like the live shows are, uh, they really, um, help make the main podcast better, but it's really fun for me to like see everybody in person and test these ideas out. So thanks so much.